Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. The Godzilla franchise has inspired a lot of movies, as we kind of talked about on our Top 10 Movie Monsters special episode a couple weeks ago. And uh, today we're going to be just talking about the movie, the new one, which is, of course, the sequel to 2014's Godzilla, although it is a new filmmaker and mostly new characters. Uh, But it does continue that universe, and it's going to continue setting things up for next year's Godzilla vs. Kong, which... That one I really hope I love. This one I'm a little mixed on, but you know we'll talk about that as we get into the conversation. So uh, before we do that, and by the way, my guests for this episode are once again, as we did on our Glass episode uh, earlier in the year, I've got both Ryan Darty and Chad Clinton Freeman on, so it's going to be a fun nerd fest episode. But um, before we get into it, I do want to remind you, make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. We're, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, TuneIn Radio, and mostly every other podcast app out there. And uh, you can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. So uh, one last thing before we get into this episode, I want to let you guys know that we are sponsored today, again, by our friends over at the Golden Tiki. Uh, the Golden Tiki is a bar here in Las Vegas. It was recently named one of the top tiki bars in the United States by the Food Network. And they are one of the 10 best nightlife destinations in Las Vegas, rated by USA Today. And it is a really freaking cool place. They've got all kinds of stuff happening. Uh, I've been telling you about them the last few episodes. Today, I wanted to mention some of their upcoming events. Uh, they've got coming up in June, they've got... Uh, smooth Sailing, A Yacht Rock Adventure. <laughs> They've also got uh, 80s Night with the New Waves. They got the Swank Bastards coming up again. Um, Pope Paul and the Illegals. The Hypnotiques coming up in July. They got so much stuff happening at the Golden Tiki. There's always some kind of event or DJs. Uh, it's a great place. So much to check out. Great drinks, great specials. And they are definitely a bar to check out if you're coming to Vegas. So... Check out the Golden Tiki, and thank you to them for being a sponsor. Let's get into the conversation about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. All right, so it is time for another super all-out 
battle of a nerd fest episode <laughs> of piecing it together showdown joining me showdown. yes yes showdown <laughs> i was i was i was hoping someone would fill in the blank there uh with me again again after our wonderful glass episode we got with us ryan darty and chad clint freeman guys glad to have you back happy to be here yep happy to be here so godzilla king of the monsters um to be honest with you guys, I uh, the, as the week has gone on, I have just this movie. I've kind of like forgotten most of it. Already. <laughs> it's it, it's just such uh, I don't know, just in one eyeball and out wherever the hell it goes. It, it's like it's gone. But I've got notes and I've got thoughts, and I'm sure you guys do too. Um, I I was I was so looking forward to this, even though I hated the 2014 one. Um, but I, I overall though, and I mean we'll get into it as we get into these puzzle pieces. I as much as I'm kind of making fun of it at the top, I did like it quite a lot more than than the last one. That's one thing I will be able to say right away. Which doesn't say a lot though. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't say that much. Um, and I will say one other thing going into this before we jump into some puzzle pieces. Um, I've talked to both you uh beforehand, and it seems like we all have very wildly different takes on the movie. So. Yeah. I think that's going to uh I think it's going to be interesting. So, why don't we go uh with Chad first? Chad, what do you got for your first puzzle piece? Okay. I guess I'll go with uh Pacific Rim as my first one. Um yeah. and um I'll say this right off the bat of uh, just a, you know, uh, very much a lot of similarities where uh of course it wasn't monsters versus the monsters it was you know big giant robots that they were controlling but uh you've got that element you've also got that all of the fighting was like in water of some kind like in pacific rim it's out in the water and it's there's lots of uh you know splashing around and it's mostly dark um and this one mm -hmm. it's always dark and raining and i <laughs> didn't like the way it was shot though. I felt the Pacific Rim did a better job because I thought it looked better. I, my biggest complaint with this movie is that it just doesn't look good. I don't think it looks good at all. Um, uh, to, we can go ahead and throw another puzzle piece in there that kind of relates with what I'm saying though, uh, and that's Batman v Superman. Everything that people complained mm -hmm. about that movie are my complaints with this movie. It's like the, ski the screen was just too dark. It's like, mm -hmm. I can't see any detail. It's constantly raining. And it's either washed out or it's like, like black blackness. So it's like mm -hmm. too, too bright or just blackness, no detail. So, um, so yeah, uh, I didn't like it as you can tell. <laughs> I, I think, I think you could combine in there with that. I mean, it's not really a puzzle piece, but I, I saw, I don't watch the show, but I saw a lot of people online complaining that they couldn't see anything in that game of Thrones <laughs> right. uh, <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> and, and so I think that's kind of, you're absolutely right. That's like, to me, the biggest problem with this movie, even though I think I did like it more than you did, um, is yeah, everything is just covered by darkness and water and right. rain and more water and more rain right. and darkness. And, uh, and it made it hard to see things and it made you kind of wonder why did they stage every single fight over water? Mm -hmm. You know, why couldn't things come on lands more? Right. Um, yeah. Ryan, what do you think? Cause I know you liked it more than both of us. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was so surprised that I liked this movie. Like <laughs> I was, I was amazed at how much I liked it. This is like this definitely surpasses. I think the most pleasantly surprised I've been 
recently was probably with that Predator movie, which was awful, but I loved ah! for some reason. But, uh-huh. but this one, I didn't see Kong Skull Island. I didn't see the Gareth Edwards Godzilla. Um, but I was so excited to see this one. But then everyone was like, oh, it's awful. And I'm like, yeah, they're probably right. Like, I'm not, like, <laughs> expecting it to actually be good. But I had a blast. And the first thing I want to talk about, a very dumb puzzle piece, is... Um, I think there are a lot of ways you could link it to a lot of the Marvel movies, but I specifically need to talk about, from vaguely what I understand, in Kong Skull Island, Monarch was just like, yeah, we're some dudes with a little plan. And then suddenly it goes full goddamn Avengers, how they have the helicarrier and the first Avengers all of a sudden. S.H.I.E.L.D. is just like, yeah, this is our aircraft carrier that fucking flies. Monarch has 90 goddamn outposts throughout the entire country uh, with all these like crazy like oil posts and stuff. And I just suddenly was like blown away by how like whole secret society the whole thing was. And it just 100% reminded me of the first Avengers with everything coming together and all that big like scale up. <laughs> I'd like to add to that that every single one of those outposts had O'Shea Jackson uh O'Shea Jackson Jr. was there. Right. His, his character <laughs> is around. literally at every single one. For no reason, soldier. too. He did yeah, absolutely no reason. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I love him, may, so that's may, cool. Maybe he was cloned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was like six of the Titans. Like that <laughs> was like really what they build the outposts around. <laughs> so true. But uh yeah, no, I, I think that's uh that that's an interesting point. Um and that's one of the weird things. And you didn't see the the last Godzilla, so um, you know you wouldn't have this frame of reference. But uh, they start this movie off as if we know these characters, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That part was very strange. Like, yeah, because like, none of them were in the the last. Right. One. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Actually, like, I kind of want to jump right off with you saying that to another puzzle piece of mine, which is uh-huh. all of the blank of the apes movies that have been going around nowadays. Um, cause I feel like I get the same way with that every time, like the rise of planet apes, dawn of planet apes, where every time I come in, I feel like it's like, oh, we're in the second movie in a trilogy with this set of characters and you get like some introduction and this mm-hmm. Godzilla one, I knew I was like, wait a minute. Like I vaguely know who was in the first Godzilla and this is none of these people, but clearly like we're just supposed to assume we know why all these people have done these things. And maybe we even think it's the plot of the last Godzilla movie or something. Uh-huh. But no, and then I don't know with Godzilla versus Kong, I don't know if they're doing that again and it's going to be a whole nother set of people or if it's these I, guys some, again. Yeah, or... I believe a lot of this cast is carry over. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe so. They still have time to change that. <laughs> well, they've already shot it, so I don't think they're going <laughs> to. I'm glad they've shot it because after this movie, I was kind of worried that we weren't going to get it. But... wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to uh, Ryan's Avengers puzzle piece and uh, jump off sure. of that because my first puzzle piece is going to be uh, Avengers Infinity War, um, sure, specifically right. because Vera Farmiga's plan is very, very Thanos in Absolutely. nature, right. um, feeling like she is somehow the good guy by wanting to unleash destruction and kill millions of people. Um, and I, again, just like with Thanos with like, you know, hashtag team Thanos and all that, I think there is something to be said for her plan because yeah, overpopulation is a fucking disaster. And, um, 
it is kind of destroying the world. And uh, I just think that maybe she has a wrong plan to go about it. But uh, I, I think having a villain, though, that has that kind of a uh, like a warped sense of right uh, yeah. is, is an interesting thing. And of course, Infinity War was only a couple of years ago. So it's hard to say that it truly would be a puzzle piece. But then again, knowing this movie's like, you know difficult production history sure. i have i have a feeling they were probably writing that right up until the time it made its way into the theater <laughs> so it's very possible that it was actually inspired by infinity war well and it's so just like like so underexplored too it's like yes it's it, i mean they could have they could have went with that and i think developed that to something very very strong and they just kind of half-assed it it's like, you know, I mean, like, she's not really the, I mean, she's the villain, but then it's like, it's like, she's not, then she is for like five minutes sure. and then it's like, oh, no more. She's not. Even yeah. There. And Millie Bobby Brown is basically just not even in this movie. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she just shows up once in a while to add a little bit to the runtime. Yeah. Which right. honestly, better than I was expecting. I think that's one reason I was very pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. Was I saw this kid in the trailers, and I was like, "Oh my god, this kid is gonna like save the day by like bonding with Godzilla." And uh -huh. It's gonna be so fucking stupid. And then it was just like, "Oh, she's just a kid who like steals something when she throws a temper tantrum for her mom." And I was yeah. like, so much more on board with it than like how there were a million other ways they could have awkwardly forced a kid in totally. just to like open the appeals, like like uh, the the appeal to the mass audience. See, I'm gonna disagree agree with, with you that. on that. I'm gonna disagree there. Sure. I think it would have went way much better if they'd gone like Peach Dragon, and she like you know was the <laughs> the Godzilla Whisperer. I would have been for that. They always do that though, and I'm so sick of that in these movies. I don't. We don't need the one kid <laughs> the alien likes. Like, <laughs> but yeah, she's pretty much just kind of walks around. She like that's kind of what she does in the movie. She walks around. Everybody else pretty much just stares at computers. She walks around. Yeah. And yeah, that's what they do. And, and they scream sometimes. <laughs> well, Chad, what do you got for your next puzzle piece? Um, oh, I was going to say, so, so yeah, that, that was the thing too. Like I was thrown off at the beginning of this though, with these characters. Cause I was like, I don't remember them. And then I had to actually go because it's been a while since I saw Godzilla and I didn't like it either. I didn't even remember. And I'm like, yeah, they're not even in that. And, and, and in fact, as soon as I saw Kyle Chandler pop up, I was like, what is this like the sequel to King Kong? Cause yeah. he was, he was in Peter Jackson's King Kong, which now he's going to be in the new Godzilla versus Kong movie. And so, Oh my God. I didn't even think yeah. about that. That's fucking weird. No, it is. It is. So, so anyway, back, back though to uh, puzzle pieces. Um, so yeah, I, I was trying to think of ones where like, you know, humanity was the problem. Uh, humanity was the virus uh, that needed to be dealt with mm. and nature fighting back and the happening, which is perfect because yeah. it's him night. And, you know, this is kind of like our follow up. This is our, our, our sequel to our glass <laughs> episode in our trilogy of showdown. The sequel nobody asked for. <laughs> 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 so so yeah the the happening um that was the the you know for for me and again i think with this one this was still kind of a under under uh used like theme that they could have carried through they could have carried it through with what she wanted to do also with what the monsters were going to do and really played into that 
Um, and, uh, you know, like the happen, I mean, the happening basically, it really sticks to that. And it's kind of like a, you know, like a, a, an Al Gore movie in a way to where it's sure. like, you know, we really are pieces of crap and we've screwed <laughs> up things and eventually, you know, the earth is going to get us for it. So that's basically what the happening says. And in a way they could have done that here, but they just kind of just like, eh, yeah, well, that, oh, they're going to, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does seem like they should have done more with the environmental aspect. Yeah. It would have just it would have given the movie more purpose rather than uh just kind of shoehorning in a, a little bit of that kind of messaging into what right. ultimately is just, you know, a bunch of monsters fighting, yeah. you know. Yeah. So uh Ryan, what do you got for your next puzzle piece? Um well, I'm citing a movie that I know I've cited on this podcast before, but I forget which. Uh, and I'm so glad to get a second chance to talk about it, which is the South Korean movie called D War or Dragon I knew War, this was oh, which yes. has <laughs> like just one of my favorite like final showdown scenes of these like <laughs> decently CGI'd like some of them are pterodactyls, some of them are like dinosaurs, some of them are real dragons, some of them are like the like snake like dragons, just everything up against the military shooting at each other. And it's just a, such a surreal scene that I never thought I would get to see in film again until I saw Kyle Chandler go, Nah, we got Godzilla's back on this one. And then suddenly, <laughs> like a bunch of Apache helicopters were playing a game of we're gonna kind of annoy Ghidra just to make it slightly easier for Godzilla to rip his fucking head off. Which I loved so much to see the idea of the humans go got it we are inconsequential but we will be the best distraction we can you can do it big guy um and there was definitely a lot of that in uh d war and just seeing it kind of like you know working through the streets and stuff oh man i just i, I fucking love this movie man i was so happy when i saw it. like i'm smiling now it wasn't a good movie i'm certainly not claiming that but like like I enjoyed it a, a ton. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, you know, I I just want to say that uh, you know, on on piecingpod.com, our website for the podcast, you can uh search for episodes by filtering by uh what movies we talked about and try to find which episodes we talked about which movies in. And D Wars is now going to have uh been talked about on more episodes than like literally hundreds of classic movies. So <laughs> Congratulations, Ryan. <laughs> oh, man. That's, really, it's, that's what it's all about. It's a, re a real masterpiece of no. cinema. It, you have to have it under his Dragon Wars and D-War, too, because I we need to make sure there's thoroughness in case our audience... Yes, I'll, I'll double-check the tags yeah. when I get a chance. Here. Appreciate that. Yeah, I, 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 too, do love that movie. It It, it is such terrible CGI, though. It's it really is. It does not hold up at all. No, it um, doesn't, but it's, it's like just good enough to be like wow they actually tried to like make all of these things yeah no it, it is an amazing movie it really is uh but uh yeah um i i would say though that uh i prefer the fight scenes in that movie even though the cgi is bad to the ones in this one because at least i can see what's going on so yes yeah <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of monsters fighting, my next puzzle piece is Rampage, 
A movie Farts. that mm. I loved and not a lot of people did, although Ryan yeah, liked I didn't. it. Yeah, I was and so Chad pleasantly surprised by that one, too. I think I'm just a sucker for, like, if monsters fight each other, like, all my standards and expectations just plummet. The same <laughs> exactly. thing with Rampage. Like, I went into Rampage being like, I'm going to hate this movie. It's so dumb. And I was, like, texting Dave, and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It they they take the premise of monsters fighting and they actually fucking deliver monsters fighting. And, <laughs> and, you know, they could have easily just not done that, and like you know, you get like five minutes, ten minutes of it. But no, they actually deliver on the premise. And yeah, it's dumb as shit, but there's lots of monsters fighting. I love Rampage, and uh, <laughs> I think that Kong uh, or Kong's Island, <laughs> Godzilla, King of the Monsters, uh has some really great monster fighting sequences. You know, it, it's, I would actually say that Rampage has the better ones. Rampage yeah. is still my gold standard when it comes yeah. to monsters fighting. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this one does have some pretty great monster battles. <laughs> All right. So, so go, golden standard monster fighting. I'm going to go then with a, with a classic here then. Um, King Kong Escapes, which I did recently rewatch. And that movie okay. is still awesome. Um, and so this is definitely one of my puzzle pieces for this one. Uh, because, uh, I mean, really, there's a, there's a lot of similarities. And, and this, though, they, they you know, they build this giant robot, um, uh, what this evil guy does. Uh, and it ends up being that, you know, King Kong has to come in and save the day and fight this giant robot that he modeled after King Kong. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, a cheesy showdown as all of those old, uh, monster movies were, uh, 1976 is when this one was made. Uh, but, but having purposely rewatched that one after I listened to, uh, the monster episode that you guys did, um, mm. I did a triple feature, um, of Kong movies. Ooh, nice. I'm more on Kong than Godzilla. I'd watch sure, the original sure. King Kong and then, um, uh, King Kong escapes and then King Kong, uh, versus Godzilla, but this was the one that I, I thought of uh, when watching uh, <laughs> uh, the the new movie. So uh, very much, I, I, I felt there was some uh, King Kong escapes in there. I'm not sure if I've ever seen it. I you know a lot of the old classic King Kong and even and Godzilla as well movies they they kind of like blend together yeah, in my do. mind because yeah, I do. haven't seen them all since I was a kid. So I'm not sure if I've seen it, but you know lots of great like fun ridiculous monster battles back in the day oh yes definitely sure. definitely and and by the way i like that you uh you clarified that it was the evil guy that created that <laughs> robot <So>. right <laughs> Th yeah. thanks for making sure okay. to uh, okay. mention that <laughs> so ryan what do you got for your next puzzle piece yeah so um i want to go back a little to the uh, not fully delivering on the like the the interesting premises for um for the bad guys like the eco-terrorism and stuff like that and that really reminds me of something that like uh one thing i really do like about the classic godzilla movies is they were very firmly at first all like deeply entrenched metaphors for like serious issues um you know in japanese culture and history and then we've got this new one which like sort of pays lip service to it but really mm. doesn't develop it at all and just kind of throws fight scenes. Uh, sure. And in that way, it's exactly like the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. Because <laughs> the original Star Trek um, did, like, a lot of really good, like, you know, like, oh, we're going to talk about these, like, real issues and explore things and 
in society. And then the J.J. Abrams movies are just like, oh yeah, space racism, whatever, explosion! Um, and just like, boys. <laughs> like, like it like touches on what's all about. And don't get me wrong, I love the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies too. I am still a sucker for those as well. Um, but it just like, it rings so hollow in that like, that was like part of like, you can almost feel that like in the spirit of some of the older like Godzilla movies. And here, the spirit is like, oh, it's fun and it's cool, but there's not that, like... Like, they try to make it mean something, but they don't dig into it at all. Mm. Right. Yeah, no, that that's actually a really great uh, observation, to be honest, because, you're, yeah, they they don't dig into any of those themes that really are so central to, to this, uh, you know, this franchise. And uh, Star Trek was kind of the same way, that did that same exact kind of thing of just... Going for just the fun angle and just yeah. the uh, just the genre angle, and yeah, I mean, you know, one thing though I will say regarding that puzzle piece is uh, a lot of people talked about the 2014 Godzilla as if those kind of themes were the only thing anybody should want out of the movie, sure. and they shouldn't want giant monsters fighting. Yeah, oh, I do respect um, the Gareth Edwards movie for doing that, and I do think that they were able to get away with being a little dumber in this one specifically mm. because they had sort of covered some of that other territory already with, you know, the, the Gareth Edwards one. Right. Like they'd already gone down that road and, and, and tackled issues. And now they're like, okay, we got that out of the way. Let's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's have, now let's fun. let them wrestle. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, a good, good puzzle piece. Um, so I'm going to go with my next one. And uh, Chad was just talking about King Kong. Uh, I'm going to talk about King Kong again with Kong Skull Island. <laughs> and uh, obviously, I usually try not to uh, use puzzle pieces that are technically a movie within the same series. But um, I wanted to bring this one up, though, because of the cinematography. Uh, while mm. we've established that a lot of the times it does look pretty uh, ugly because of the darkness and the uh, all the water and the rain, at times it does shine through with some really cool cinematography and some great looking shots uh, that are you know somewhat reminiscent of of kind of like the uh, the stage that was set with like Larry Fong's cinematography in uh, in Kong Skull Island, um, mostly scenes with Mothra or like the reveals of some of the monsters. Um, unfortunately they do not stick to it for long periods of time, but some of those shots are clearly inspired by, uh, the direction that Kong Skull Island, I think was trying to take this whole monster verse thing. Right. Know? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I love the way that that movie looks. It's so mm. beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's so beautiful. But again, I, I am a bigger fan of Kong than I am Godzilla. And I'm sure. just like, I wanted more of that when I, went into this movie i was and of course that movie it's you know it's pretty much like a old to like uh you know the vietnam movies uh, yeah. mm -hmm. especially like apocalypse now um so i realized that this is a totally different beast um but still i, I was very disappointed because that one it looks so beautiful and then this one was yeah. just so just like ugly 
The only uh, yeah, it was like most of, of the time. Um, with the cinematography in terms of references was, and I thought this was a really interesting decision when we were talking about how like hard it was to see some during the fights. The camera did such a better job of tracking the fighter jets than it did any of the monsters. And half the time I thought I was watching like a Top Gun style movie <laughs> or like like something like that. Of like, And it was honestly, they had some genuinely great scenes, I thought, where it would be like, like they would do like a continuous pan and like pull back and change the camera and suddenly it's like you almost feel like you're in an anime or something seeing all these giant monsters in the distance and the like fighter jets right there but like i just remember being so taken by like yeah there was the really beautiful imagery like you're talking about but like the like quote unquote coolest shots in the movie was just every time the jets came on <laughs> suddenly the camera was like all right we know exactly what we're gonna do now and like it would be like framed like really tightly and track it perfectly and i was like where is this going like where was this get those cameras on o'shea jackson jr <laughs> <laughs> So where are we at here? We're up to Chad. Chad, what do you got for your next puzzle? Piece? I think it's Chad, yeah. <laughs> um, where are we here? Um, 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 um. Uh, I'll just go ahead because I've got a bunch of things written down here. I'll just go with a fun one though, because um, again, I was going back to uh, you know, uh, what what I talked about earlier with the happening about how basically you know, um, the human race is terrible. Uh, and, uh, you know, the monsters coming to punish us in a way, but I just was thinking about movies like that where, 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 uh, you know, people are just, you know, scumbags and they're the villain. Um, and Bambi, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Bambi, uh, is what came to mind. Bambi king of the monsters. <laughs> well, I just think that if they went more with, um, I think maybe more, um, making at least Godzilla more humane and, and really making him like the hero and making mm -hmm. him her heroic. Um, I think they could have sold that angle a lot better. Uh, just like, I, I don't know. He, he didn't have any personality to me, but again, yeah. um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think he looked a little weird too in this movie. Uh, I mean, he always looks a little different, obviously, but I don't know. There was just something. That he, it didn't seem like Godzilla almost. It seemed more like Jurassic Park, Park yeah, yeah. whatever. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so, you know, and, and here's the thing, Bambi. I don't know if y'all ever saw the short uh, Bambi meets Godzilla. So I, I thought that was a good tie in to <laughs> uh, the classic short Bambi meets Godzilla, which they used to show when I was a, a kid, like late at night on the the cable channels like during uh music video like <laughs> like like you know after like midnight or whatever the 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 channels would go to where there's just nothing but music videos all night and they'd throw in random uh shorts and uh bambi versus godzilla was one of them but anyway so <laughs> that's fantastic i did not know that's a thing <laughs> yeah. oh yeah it's probably on youtube if you want to look up bambi versus godzilla or God, oh, bambi meets God. godzilla yeah so is that canon? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a cheesy animated thing like somebody made. Like like if YouTube had existed, this would have been like a YouTube video back in like whenever. Like maybe the That would really if Bambi was basically the exact same movie except instead of Bambi's mom getting shot by the a hunter was just Godzilla stomped on <laughs> Bambi's mom, but pretty much the rest of the movie was exactly the same. 
It would just be a very weird moment in the film. It like wouldn't change, but it would just be like, oh yeah. And then there was that moment where Godzilla showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> like this is a very interesting Disney movie. But this is but not what I expected. But think about this. Think of it as Bambi, but it's not Bambi. It's Godzilla. Okay. And so it would oh. be the humans shooting Godzilla's uh, mom. Okay. And uh, see, to me, that would just be a better movie. So. Ooh. I mean, to be fair, like every Godzilla movie ends with them finding eggs for Godzilla's baby. So you're getting that at some point. I'm sure. Well, we, we did kind of, I guess, with the Godzilla, the, the what was it, 98 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. D- did they do that? It was eggs? They showed eggs? They were like that? baby Godzillas or something. I don't remember. No. It's been such a long time. I don't even remember. Yeah, there was definitely eggs in the Roland Emmerich one. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Well, uh, Ryan, what do you got for your next uh, puzzle piece? I, it, you're following up Bambi, so it better be a good one. Yeah, okay. So, um, honestly, really, what I would call my generation's Bambi, which ah. was Alien versus Predator. Nah. Um, <laughs> so, I think, um, you know, a lot of the Godzilla movies do this, but you don't necessarily see it in the in the big budget American, any sort of monster movies nowadays. Which is the, like, oh, we're going to team up with one of the monsters against the other monsters. A lot of times nowadays, it's either, like, let's get out of their way and let them mm-hmm. fight, or it's just humans versus just one monster. Mm-hmm. But getting mm-hmm. to do the whole, like, hey, Godzilla, you're probably pretty bad, but also, you know, three-headed alien dragon, clearly a bit more of a dick. Let's team up and work on this guy. Um and I always love getting to see how somehow they're going to have the human kind of help, even though they're basically, like, contributing nothing to mm-hmm. the actual fight. Like, in AVP, the human, like, at one point stabs one alien, and they're like, is that good? And the Predator's like, yeah, while destroying <laughs> nine million of, like, the queens and stuff. And here, like, what? Like, we were basically just, like, I think all the weapons we had were kind of the equivalent of just poking Ghidra in the shoulder during the fight and being like, hey... Hey, Ghidra, look over here, look over here. And, like, a little bit distracting him while Godzilla does his nuke breath. So, we tried. And that's why it's like AVP. Yeah, kind of like Mike Tyson and mosquitoes attacking him or something. Uh, Yeah, it's like like better than not helping at all. Yeah, it's it's weird that that we can't seem to make giant monsters fighting without trying to squeeze in all the human shit yeah like it just it has to happen like there's no way that they will ever green light a movie that is just monsters fighting and humans are just running you know <laughs> well i think you just more it. need to look at much much lower budget films for that yeah what 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 are what's a good one is there a good one that's like got a lot of oh well what i was fighting? gonna what i was gonna cite almost as a reference because this is the first movie that's come out in a long time that has actually been similar to this which is the series kaiju big Battle, which is uh more or less like underground indie wwe wrestling style things <laughs> except they are all set up dressed as different kinds of monsters and robots to fight the monsters. And the props they do will always be like giant like cardboard boxes that are the cities and stuff like that. And they'll do all the they'll do all the dumb like rivalries and bullshit they do for um 
for um, like wrestling, except in the context of like King Kong has got beef with Godzilla and stuff like that. And for a long time, these were like homages to the old uh, Godzilla movies, especially because in those ones, it was usually dudes in rubber suits fighting each other. Right, um, right. But they stopped making those crossover fight movies for a while. So Kaiju Big Battle was kind of lampooning this thing that wasn't necessarily directly relevant again. And then Pacific Rim kind of bringing it back, and this bringing it back. Uh, really, is just like, if you can find like a live DVD of Kaiju Big Battle or some videos there online, and you want like, oh, just like, sure, the human drama is just basically people doing smack talk, and then it's all the fighting, you gotta go Kaiju Big Battle. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just googled Kaiju Big Battle, and the first pictures that came up did not disappoint. Nah. I just <laughs> they're uh, I think they're based in Philadelphia nowadays. I actually like was like talking to someone at a bar, and then found out they like run it nowadays. And I'm like, okay, I've been hearing about this thing and saying I got to go to one of your shows one of these days for like nine years. And he was like, yeah, it probably would have been better if you went to one or two of them at some point because. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to go with my next puzzle yeah. piece, and um, a lot of people have asked me what I thought about this movie since it came out, and the the first thing I always say is that I would place it somewhere between Independence Day 1 and Independence Day 2, nah. and so the Independence yep. Day series is my next puzzle piece, uh, which has always been known for... Uh, First of all, being just a giant big spectacle, and that's really what it comes down to is is what it's about. Uh, but of course, they just have to mix in a bunch of dumb characters, <laughs> some of which are more memorable than others. Of course, the first one are much more memorable than the uh, right. characters in the second one. Uh, of course, like I tell most people, this kind of leans more towards Independence Day 2 for me, but uh, it's it still, it mixes that same kind of just all outright just, you know, just watching destruction happening on screen for yeah. minutes and minutes at a time before we then go check back in with the dumb human characters. <laughs> right. uh, so yeah, the Independence Day series is my puzzle piece here. <laughs> well, I, I was I had an Independence Day written down as well. I I think as that did I. I think Independence Day kind of set the template for like the whole um, you know uh, disaster movies. And we're gonna cut away mm -hmm. over here with these people, then go over here. We're gonna go to this city. We're gonna do this. You know, almost like a a newscast sort of thing, like a big disaster is going on. So then you have the disaster while this is all cutting back and forth. Yeah, this did such a piss poor job of doing it. <laughs> and like you said, like, <laughs> why is Ice Cube's son like everywhere? And he's like not even doing anything, you know? Uh, whereas in like Independence Day, you know, I mean, uh, you remembered the characters and you remembered scenes specifically with the characters, even when it had nothing to do with what was going on. It's like, there were interesting mm. things that they did. There were interesting characters. Whereas this, like none of the characters really had much of any personality at all. Sure. And they really didn't do anything either. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that uh, this one, you know, uh, kind of phoned it in, but yeah, I think they definitely were like, okay, let's do Independence Day, and they just kind of, you know, use that as a blueprint. And while we're talking about these uh, these characters, did anybody else find it strange? Um, 
And I should mention, I talked about this on another podcast, the Screen Fix podcast. Give them guys a, a, a plug real quick. Uh, that episode will be up soon. Um, but I was talking about this on there as well, that the Bradley Whitford character is basically delivering lines that like a goofy stoner should be delivering. And then uh, what's his name from uh, Silicon Valley is like an esteemed like high up in a company. And it just seems like their characters should be reversed. Well, they uh, they wrote that they deliberately based Bradley Whitford's character on Rick from Rick and Morty, which really yeah yeah no it's like not an accident. They they decided to make a real world version of him, which is not an accident, but maybe a war crime of some sort. <laughs> um, it was an interesting decision to say the least. That is so strange. <laughs> Oh my god, it's weird. Well, Chad, what do you got for your next puzzle piece? Um, let's see here. So we talked about Bambi. Oh, 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 okay. So the first thing that I thought of when I was watching this movie uh was actually Transformers the Last Night. Um <laughs> and, and and the reason why was that pretty much it, that movie, just like this movie, I'm I'm watching him and I'm just like I'm I'm saying to myself, I should be liking this. What, what, why am I not enjoying this? What is going on? Um, and it's just, there's something about like the way, you, you know, it's that whole superficial thing that we were talking about. Yeah. Both of them are just very, very superficial. Um, this one though, didn't even have a character like, you know, Mark Wahlberg's character in Transformers that you could kind of cling on to or, or kind of like that Tom Cruise, like, uh, world of the world's character that's just like doing these ridiculously you know amazing things when like they're just like an everyday joe that shouldn't be able to you know jump all over these places it was missing that i i think the last night specifically has great is like a great comparison too in tone in terms of like what they're willing to throw into the movie right like transformers yeah. is like oh this is a movie about giant robots fighting. Fuck it, let's throw King Arthur in there. And this one is like, oh, this movie about giant like monsters fighting? Yeah, what if one's an alien? And also, we blow up Atlantis in the middle of the movie for no right, reason. Right, right. right? Like, they, drop, they drop Atlantis in there, and they're like, yeah, we're not going to worry about this. And King Arthur just showing up right. in goddamn Optimus Prime's biography. like, just It's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just throw it in the mythos. Right. And... Like it's rule of cool taken to eleven, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah. It, it's very Michael Bay without like the the sophomoric humor and the oh, here's yeah. a Megan Fox look, you know, look alike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Speaking of of the Atlantis scene, um, just a total aside, but did it was anybody else thrown off by the scale of that? That Godzilla can fit in in it. Oh, it had to be huge, yeah. Right, but it when when uh when what's his name is like swimming through or with his little ship, yeah. It like it seemed like it was like not it was like just like a big building, but yeah. Godzilla is the size of giant buildings, and he fit inside of it. Never. I mind. think they just didn't <laughs> want to show us nine minutes of real time of Ken Watanabe dying of radiation poisoning. <laughs> Which is a movie I would see because I love that actor to death. But like, that's the summer uh, blockbuster not right worth there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got next, Ryan? 
Um, just one I'm going to kind of throw out there. We're not going to talk about this too much, but it's a very disparaging mo- term I throw around. When any movie eventually starts feeling like the core or sunshine, and we got <laughs> mm-hmm. that right in the middle of like, oh no, our ship doesn't work. There's nothing we can do. Someone's got to manually activate the thing. You know, like all like as soon as that happened, I honestly thought that the next 40 minutes of the movie was going to be one by one, everyone sacrificing themselves. Until it was, like, just, like, Kyle Chandler there, like, making Godzilla strong again or something like that. Uh, And especially Sunshine, because that was that, you know, I mean, I guess all of them are really much just, like, we need to use a nuke for something that a nuke should not be able to help with at all. And I think (laughs) the idea of, like, especially because he was like, yo, how many nuclear warheads do we have? And then Ken was holding one, which, given... How super crazy strong that like Fisher was that Godzilla was recharging at. I'm not really actually sure. Just one nuke should have been all that helpful, to be honest. It's a good point. I don't know nuclear science well enough to really. I can guarantee comment, you know but... it better than whoever wrote this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing for the core, right? When it's like, oh man, the middle of the Earth stops spinning. What do you want to do? Let's dig a hole and drop a nuke in it, and let's. That'll probably work, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to go with my last puzzle piece, actually. Um, and this one, we, we skated past Jurassic Park earlier at yeah. one point, but uh, I'm going to specifically bring up Jurassic World. <clears throat> and that is kind of in a similar reason with the Independence Day series, actually. It could have com- combined with those, but it's just like these movies that try to find this balance between monsters or destruction or, you know, any of that kind of stuff and just a bunch of characters. And of course, in this movie, especially the characters are in some form of control room and watching things unfold on screens or through windows as, uh, you know, monsters are wreaking havoc until they're thrust into actual danger outside with, uh, with all the creatures. Um, but I, I felt like the Jurassic world movies are really, you know, bad about this. And <laughs> this, uh, this takes a lot of their same tendencies towards, uh, just really cheesy one-linery characters in control rooms watching giant monsters destroy the rest of the world. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. I I thought specific uh, Jurassic Park for me, just like the some of the real close-up scenes. Um, you know, would you see, would you see just the the big giant eyeballs and that sort of thing of the monsters? I don't know. Um, I'm not real big on any of the Jurassic Park movies, so I just I probably associate it all with the first one. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this felt Chad, very. Do you not like the Steven Spielberg ones either, or do you, is it just the new ones that you? No, no, no. I, I I did not like the the original Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. I, I I didn't care for it when it came out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, the first one's so good, Chad. <laughs> it's so good. But, You're just right. racist, and you like that Samuel Jackson got killed. That's all. Oh, no. <laughs> Hang on your butts. <laughs> that's, a, that's what I always remember about Jurassic Park, because I remember, uh, of course, these days it would be multiplied 10 billion times that. But I yeah. remember the thinking it was so funny that somebody told me how racist that movie was because Samuel Jackson was the first person to get killed and he was black. 
and so that made it a racist movie. And I was like, that was a sign of the times. That happened in every movie back that, then. I can't, I can't think of Samuel L. Jackson dying in movies because Deep Blue Sea has so permanently like ingrained as the definitive Samuel L. Jackson death that like nothing else. You're like, you're like, oh, he dies first in Jurassic Park. I'm like, maybe I don't know. My brain doesn't store that information. It only has his Deep Blue Sea death. Saved in every file. Like, that's... is that how you'll see his actual death when he dies one <laughs> Almost day down the line? Definitely, he, yeah. I will imagine he it is, went down. He like is that. never going to die. I mean, he's like looks like he's he thirty can't. something, and he's like you know probably seventy. I mean, he he simply can't. <laughs> so it'll, it'll it'll take a lot. <laughs> but again, so yeah, so I mean, going back to though what we're talking about about the, how the characters are just kind of there and not really yeah. memorable, and and how it wants to be like an independent state. Yeah, Jurassic Park. It's a good example also of one of those movies where you remember, you know, characters. I mean, even somebody like me that doesn't like that movie, and I think I haven't seen it since I saw it at the theater. You know. Um, I can specifically remember moments with, you know, certain characters. And then, of course, some of them mm-hmm. become memes that, you know, of course, live sure. on forever. But this movie has none of that. Uh, right. That was one of the big complaints early on is that I, I was actually OK with the human interactions with this movie. But I didn't feel like that that was a family at all. Like, I know I'm 100 percent. Yeah, I don't see that as mom, dad and the kid. It's just like so. No, those three don't go together. <laughs> Like no. it, it was such a, a weird. That's the that's the most unbelievable thing is that that was a family <laughs> <laughs> above any of the monster science. That's it, and I I agree. Completely. So so as uh, Ryan was uh, talking about though how he he didn't want this to you know halfway through he thought it was going to be where each of them were getting picked off and he didn't want it to be where Kyle Chandler saves the day and that sort of thing but for whatever reason I I thought of that kind of sounds good to me and I was thinking yeah put Gerard Butler in there so then I'm like okay you know (laughs) uh, (laughs) we got to go ahead and 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 throw in the the classic uh uh geostorm i wish i don't think i've gotten oh man i thought you were heading towards rain of fire and i was getting very excited (laughs) because i do believe whenever i talked about uh d-war i talked about rain of fire as well so if i can get rain of fire on this podcast a second time you have no idea how happy i will be because if we're talking about samuel jackson's death in deep blue sea there is only one better death in cinematic history and it is matthew mcconaughey in rain of fire Okay, so here's a Reign of Fire I actually started to watch not too long ago. I haven't never seen it. I don't know why it's a Gerard Butler movie and I haven't seen it. But anyway, I was get back to Geostorm. Okay, so again, <laughs> uh, same same thing. All this destruction, all this craziness going on. And the problem with Geostorm is that none of it really looked very good. So it was like <laughs> a disaster movie that lacked uh, that pulling me into the disaster and then at the same time all the characters are just so forgettable i mean besides okay here's gerard butler and he's going to space i mean other than that that that's all it had going on for it um and uh i think though had you put gerard butler in this movie i would have been more sold but um again i just kind of wanted to bring up uh geostorm i think yeah it's always a good uh, episode when we could bring up geostorm so uh, <laughs> shout out to chad for doing it 
It's Ryan's fault. He made me think of uh, Gerard Butler. It's so. okay. Nice. <laughs> don't ever fight it. Don't ever fight it. So is Ray, is Rate of Fire a puzzle piece? I need to know <laughs> yes, whether or not to yes, write it. Yes, it is. <laughs> hey, hey, I got the assist there. You assisted me, I assisted back. Yeah, we got Geostorm. And, yeah, sorry, Chad. Thank you. Geostorm <laughs> and Rain of Fire are puzzle pieces there, David. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's on the make list. Sure, make sure they're both written down for myself yes, and I, my good friend Chad here. Yes. I got it. I got Real it. Real subtle. <laughs> so uh what do, what do we got next? What's up next, Ryan? Um, this is one of my last ones. It's not not a big one, but one thing that I was really struck by. Um, again, returning to the multiple locations, which is something I love that they, have, they had in this movie. And there was a little bit of a cock tease, like in the beginning when he's like, yeah, we've got like 19 Titans by now. And you got to see like four of them. Like as soon as he said 19 Titans, I was so excited to get to see all these other cool character designs. And you also see that the Monarch Outposts, it's not just there's 19 of them, there's like 40 of them. And the number one thing that that reminded me of um, especially because there was a bit of the like corporate bureaucracy going on, was Cabin in the Woods. Hmm. How they've hmm. got the facility in Cabin in the Woods that, um, you know, it's not set around a big monster movie set, but it's set around a small horror movie set. And they have all these other locations and all these other cu- countries that sort of have that region's equivalent of what a horror movie is. Whereas with this, instead of horror movies, it was monster movies. There was, sure. you know, the Mayan. Uh, monster. There was the South African monster, or uh, no Chinese um, monster. Chinese monster. All these different like offices and facilities built around regional equivalents of something sort of fantastical. Um, and same, it was the same thing with um, Cabin in the Woods. I always wanted to see all those other facilities. I always wanted to see all those other monsters. And here in Godzilla, we got to see maybe six of the other monsters. And like one mm. of them was just a woolly mammoth, so that doesn't even really count. So but didn't like, he have like human arms? Though? Yeah, it was like a woolly mammoth with like <laughs> like kind of like gorilla arms kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was cool looking, but you know it doesn't. Yeah, count it was pretty cool like. looking. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see who they're nineteen. <laughs> so that was one of the ones. That was one of the like new ones, right? Because so, so aren't yeah. some of the monsters like from the old movies, and some of them were just like they made up for this movie. So, oh, you mean in terms of like the old ones, meaning right. like the no only Rodan um and Moth, like the named ones were. Okay, okay. Um but Rodan, Rodan's interesting cuz they did sort of try to make Rodan tough in this one. Rodan historically is just a pterodactyl. Like totally different <laughs> class of like Godzilla versus Rodan is nothing because like Rodan is basically the equivalent of like human Versus like a pigeon, right? Like it's not a huge, maybe like a, a slightly large pigeon. Like you're gonna fucking destroy the pigeon, even if you can't shoot laser beams out of your eyes. So it was nice that this time around they were like, yeah, let's, I guess, give him a lava back and make him really, really, really big. Um, but all the other ones, like Woolly Mammoth Guy and the one that looked like the Muto, those are all original for uh, this one. Mm. So, you know what, that, that puzzle piece, and that, that is great, that's a good puzzle piece, that reminded me, I actually did have another one, and I, I forgot about it when Chad brought up Batman v Superman earlier. Um, Batman v Superman was going to be one of my puzzle pieces as well, and I forgot to mention this, uh, the reason why 
is because of the scene in Batman v Superman where they're seeing on the hard drive uh, the little glimpses of all right, of the right. other DC superheroes right. that you're going to get to supposedly see in future <laughs> movies. Yeah. And that reminded me totally of how they you know, are seeing all this footage of all these giant other monsters who may eventually be in the MonsterVerse at some point. It's funny to me because I also semi-considered Batman versus Superman, but for the, um, the like, doomsday being from outer space kind of thing. Just, like, you gotta fit in aliens somehow with Ghidra of, like, mm-hmm. of, like, oh, no, why is Ghidra not following the rules? But what if he was an alien? And it was like, all right, I guess, I guess everyone will team up against an alien. Well, the other the other thing though that's like Batman v Superman is I, I think this has to do with the fallout of you can't have it as two puzzle pieces, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> well, collectively, right now it sounds like it's been right. cited five times. <laughs> yeah, so the, you know the, the the whole fallout of uh, a Man of Steel, and I know there were some other movies too around the same time with all the mass destruction and oh, you can't have that yeah. in movies. So, and Batman v Superman, you know, they made sure it was like okay, this is deserted. There's nobody here. All the yeah. all the workers went home i felt like all the scenes with the monsters were like that as well like there were Mm. no scenes where it was like mayhem going on and there was like it it didn't feel like that there was like any threat to people it almost felt like i like everybody was sort of actually specifically did like that with this one well just for the sake of like i feel like so often the monster movies do the like destruction porn that it's gotten kind of boring. So this one was just straight up like, nope, the 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 whole ground, it's just set pieces for the monsters fighting. It definitely lacks some of that like oomph, but I think it served a different purpose. Interesting takes. Yeah, I I I, I think I think what Chad's saying absolutely makes sense. Yes. And I think I think what Ryan's response is totally makes sense too, because yeah, that is done over and over and over again. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, it's like it it's just almost always I mean, I complained earlier about it being over water a lot of the times, yeah. you know. It's like a lot of the times it, it would be good if they kind of spread it out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, ho- hopefully, yeah. hopefully Godzilla goes to Skull Island, uh, and you know, mm. <laughs> we have the showdown on land. That would be yes, awesome. yes. So that would be awesome. <laughs> well, what do you got next, Chad? Um, I was going to bring up uh, it, this is another one, kind of weird one. But um, actually, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, um, the, you know, uh, 2007 Halloween movie, uh, simply because so much of what I came to see with that movie, uh, of course, it being a horror movie, uh, being a slasher, you want to see, you know, cool kills, you want to see, like, what's going on and he played it more of hiding in the darkness where you didn't really see what was going on there was a lot of uh shaky camera movement and a lot of just like what 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 am i watching here of it being too dark um it, it, you know which is a trick that you can do and you can get away with with low budget horror but when you're talking high budget horror or if you're talking big budget monster movie. I don't expect that. Um, so I'd say my disappointment w- w- with this movie was kind of in line with that one. I kind of feel yeah. like, you know, in the, the filmmaker of this, he, he's a, he's a horror filmmaker. Um, and I kind of feel like that it's almost like he was, uh, 
trying to play this as a horror movie in some ways, almost like a, a low budget horror movie in that way of some of the, the details are just kind of fuzzy and hidden um, yeah. instead mm. of being more, more spectacle. I, I, again, I just, I, I expected more spectacle. I, just, I think I feel Kong uh, Skull Island offered way more spectacle. So. Sure. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. And, uh, it, it, it he is an interesting choice for this movie. Yeah. I mean, we haven't we haven't really right. talked about that, but yeah, the those weird little horror movies that he's done uh, leading up to this very strange choice. <laughs> but uh, I mean, generally speaking, I mean, even though I didn't love the movie, I mean, I think he you know he did a good enough job with uh, taking on the reins of something this freaking insanely huge. Yeah, like Gareth Edwards was like an obvious choice for a more muted Godzilla movie of sure. like stuff in the like of like not you know focusing on the human stuff more right because like mm. that godzilla movie was basically just his first movie monsters but with like double the budget right mm. but like this kind of out of nowhere was like yo you made like an anthology horror movie once do you want to have 90 million dollars see i i liked i did like <laughs> krampus which uh he did. oh i haven't seen that one yeah heard... I, I did like that one um and it's it's like it it, it kind of has a, a bit of like gremlins uh flavor to it yeah um so i mean it's a it's a fun movie um I don't know. I I, I kind of feel like uh, he was a bit out of his element, but uh, I don't know. They oh, like I mean the the uh, Adam Wingard. He's doing the you know the Godzilla uh, versus Kong, and he did yeah. the last Blair Witch movie. So they're they're doing kind of I don't yeah. know gi- gi- giving chances, I guess, to the. It's, yeah, to it seems guys. like they've got some sort of logic to it that just is not obvious externally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, uh, Ryan, you got any more? No, uh, that is it for me. All right, Chad, what else do you got? Run them down. Uh, yeah, I just wrote down a, a couple of uh, other things. I mean, like uh, Cloverfield, I think an obvious, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to Cloverfield at some point <laughs> in this conversation. Um, uh, I, well, it was mentioned earlier, uh, Ryan had mentioned the, the ape movies. I actually specifically thought of War for the uh, Planet of the Apes, which, is, yeah. of course, is another one I love, which that and Batman v Superman are probably – it's got to be high on the list of number of mentions in episodes. Uh, <laughs> um, Watchmen, another one I thought of, because again, sure. like, like uh, Thanos, uh, you know, the villain um, is kind of, uh, you know, kind of s- some, some good to what they're saying, but at the same time, they're going about it terribly wrong. The uh, same, you know, they really half-assed that here, but um that was one of them, and yeah, I think that was about it. Yep. Well, we got a huge list here, so <laughs> I'm going to run down the list of the finished puzzle, and then uh, we'll get into any of our final thoughts on Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So we have got Pacific Rim, Batman v Superman, about five times, uh, <laughs> the Avengers, the Planet of the Apes series, Avengers Infinity War, uh, the Happening, D Wars, Rampage, King Kong Escapes, J.J. Abrams Star Trek, Kong Skull Island, Bambi, Alien vs. Predator, Kaiju Big Battle, the Independence Day series, Transformers: The Last Night, The Core, Sunshine, Jurassic World, Geostorm, Reign of Fire, 
Cabin in the Woods, Rob Zombie's Halloween, Cloverfield, Watchmen, and War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> so we're getting to the end here. Um, you know, I just want to say, I Chad kind of mentioned this earlier, and I think I didn't even realize it until he mentioned it, but I think it is probably the biggest problem with the movie, for me anyway, is if you're going to have to have human characters in one of these freaking sure. movies, at least have a hero. And there's not really a hero here. Mm-hmm. There's just a bunch of scattered characters. And right. they all right. kind of have separate little things, and none of them really amount to much, and none of them really combine in any meaningful way. Um, like you said, the family element never really pays right. off. And so it's like at least if you're gonna if you're gonna have to have characters, you know, have a big dumb hero. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, not a rock. That's not what I said. <laughs> yeah, no, the rock no, would be perfect. Too, Come on, not too rock, big, not too rain. big and dumb. And there's no a, there's a big gorilla, and, and it's rampage, <laughs> and it's great. So, so here's what they could have did though: is more humanized Godzilla. Again, you go back to War for the Planet of the Apes. You know, you really have this humanized, you know, basically, uh, you know, go back to like Frankenstein, a humanized monster is the hero, Um, which is generally how King Kong is. But Godzilla's never been, you know, really humanized at all. And um, Mm. I think that they could have did a whole Peach Dragon thing and, and totally, you know, humanized Godzilla more. But I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all for a hero, but yeah, no, not, not, not the rock, anybody, but the rock <laughs> and not Vin Diesel <laughs> and not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is having a good year, man. He, he, he should have been in this. Uh, actually, I guess I'm glad he's not in this. I would have been so. okay with <laughs> So Ryan, you, you like this movie the most of the three of us. So what, what, what final thoughts you got? Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, it delivered what I wanted to see, which was the monsters fighting. And the thing is, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the... I'm not a big fan of the cutting every 25 seconds during a fight scene sort of style of editing. But mm. I was very acutely aware of the fact that um, this was not a movie where long takes during fights were going to look very good. I think a lot of mm. the jumpiness and the shakiness and the like, the monsters fighting in the background was probably a good call because otherwise at a certain point it does genuinely still just kind of look like two dudes in costumes wrestling with each other and looking pretty stupid. Like that one shot that they always showed in the commercials of like Godzilla running at Ghidra, like flailing his head around, it was like right on the border between super cool and incredibly goofy. So I'm almost okay with the not being able to get the best clarity on the fighting I would prefer that and leaving my mind to fill in some of the gaps of the imagination than to just see how awful it would actually look if they had to act it all out. And I think that's why I like this movie so much is because my brain is just filling in the gaps of, yeah, big monsters beating each other up. So I'm happy to admit I'm like being deluded by this film. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I would, I would, uh, as much as I I didn't love it, I would say that, you know, it's, you know, probably my favorite, you know, recent movie with Godzilla in the name. (laughs) Um, You know, of course, I haven't seen uh, any of the recent foreign ones. Um, 
But uh, as far as American ones are concerned, it's definitely the best one, I think. <laughs> I, I'd have to go with the 98 one um, simply, because, <laughs> simply because I really like the soundtrack of that movie. You know, back in the late 90s, they had great soundtracks for movies. They really did. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, exactly. Yes. Fun daddy. <laughs> it's weird that this Godzilla felt like an independence day but the roland emmerich godzilla <laughs> didn't feel like an independence day. that is weird that is very weird <laughs> well uh i th- i think we've we've wrapped this thing up um you know we'll skip our uh, usual movie recommendations for this week uh but I do want to give you guys a chance to plug anything you want to plug real quick. And then I have one last question for you after we do that. Yeah, uh, I do think uh, if you can uh, look up and support Kaiju Big Patel, they are actually a great organization. It's a great gimmick, um, a fun kind of entertaining thing. You see some creative um, costumes out there. And honestly, it just makes me jealous and kind of want to make a monster costume of my own and start smashing around and just call it, you know, exercise. <laughs> nice. That is the best kind of exercise, I think. <laughs> Chad, you got anything you want to plug? No, I, I don't. Uh, we, we hadn't, you know, I think we briefly mentioned, um, you know, Millie Bobby Brown. I think she's great. And um, I was I was disappointed she didn't have more to do in this one. I know she is going to be in the next film. So hopefully they give her more to do, make her more interesting, more likable, you know, make her the hero. Even I know Ryan doesn't want that, but I'm, I'm all for that. (laughs) Right on, right on. Well, that leaves us with, uh, one final question before we wrap this uh, episode up. Uh, guys, was this a Cloverfield? Oh, I don't know. It is tricky because, you know, is it as nonsensical as Cloverfield 1? Yes. Is the camera footage as messy and are the monsters as inconsistent as Cloverfield 1? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, is Was this directed by an indie director who kind of took a swerve in a big budget film? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think, mm-hmm. I, I think my gut instinct would have originally been to say, no, this is not a Cloverfield. But every bad thing about this movie makes it a Cloverfield. Um, it's very much a Cloverfield 1, not a 10 Cloverfield Lane, is my official mm. word. Okay, interesting. Interesting curveball there. Uh, yeah, you know, and there was actually one point when they were showing all the monsters, I, I got really giddy because I thought I saw Clover. Oh, there's, there's one that looks... <laughs> I th- it looks it I, like the Mudos from Godzilla One kind of look like Clover too. Yeah, little. and I only saw him for like maybe a minute in Godzilla. I know one which one you were talking. Obviously, there's no monsters about in this but... one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I, I would like to call so this uh, a Cloverfield. Um, I would like to because I think it is. Assume, obviously, this movie is not doing that well. Um, however, Godzilla vs Kong is going to happen, so there is a chance that the MonsterVerse can continue. And I would like to see, you know, Clover become a part of this whole world. So, Dave, if you got to choose between a Cloverfield versus Godzilla or a Pacific Rim versus Godzilla. Hmm. Well, 
I would choose for the Cloverfield Paradox to have never happened. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic decision. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, some things are so great that n- nothing can ever accomplish them. <laughs> Real quick, Chad, what's your what's your verdict? Is it a Cloverfield? Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I remember it seemed like uh, y'all said that Glass was definitely a Cloverfield. If it is, then this definitely is. <laughs> yeah, There's a lot yeah. of similarities with the Secret Society. Um, you know, uh, think, think about that. You know, I was talking about Bambi, like think about Bambi as being uh, Godzilla. What if the glass movie was Godzilla and the monsters and you put three of the monsters in like this nut house? Uh, so anyway, so yeah, I mean, totally, Mm. totally a Cloverfield. It has to be. Well, that, that's a great, uh, great answer. Everybody catch us next time on everything's Cloverfield. (sighs) Yes. Ooh, he agreed with me. I'm stopping it. I'm stopping it. (laughs) Hey, I'm Josh Bell. I'm Jason Harris. Hey, Josh, we're friends in real life, but we're also co-hosts on this new podcast called Awesome Movie Year, where we take a look back at an awesome year for movies and do a deep dive looking at movies, including the best picture winner, the biggest movie at the box office, future cult classics, and more including the biggest flop. And this season, we're doing 1994. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. That could be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We're all over the web as well. Got Awesome Movie Year on all the socials and awesomemovieyear.com. So please like us, subscribe. And uh, if you do like us, give us a five-star rating because we love you. All right, so that does it for today's conversation about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And that promo that I just played was for awesome movie year which is a new podcast that i'm actually producing it's going to be here on the all points west network and it features uh friends of the show josh bell and jason harris you've heard them on a few episodes here and there i'm piecing it together and uh they are the hosts of it and i'm actually going to chime in here and there on each episode too so if you enjoy piecing it together you should definitely be checking out awesome movie year it is launching july 3rd I'll, of course, be posting more info about that in the show notes, and uh, maybe we'll even post one of the episodes here in the feed so we can get a little preview of the show soon. So that does it for today. I want to remind you all, as always, please make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. And if you listen on iTunes, actually, it's not called iTunes anymore. iTunes is dead you listen on apple podcasts that's right if you listen on apple podcasts uh you should rate us and review us five stars would be awesome and leave a review let us know what you think of the show we always want to know what you guys are thinking of the show and uh i want to give one more plug also to the screen fix podcast they are friends of the show we're gonna have those guys on the show soon um you heard lady one uh for a little bit on our avengers episode but we're gonna be doing a full episode soon but i actually joined them this week to talk about godzilla So if you want to hear me talk more about Godzilla, you should check out Screen Fix. What else we got going on? You should be joining the Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces groups. That way you can chat with us about all these movies that we always talk about. We would love to have you in there. And you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod and check out our website, PiecingPod.com. I think that about covers it all. Why don't we leave you with a piece of music? Um, I've got a piece of music here. I don't think I've ever played it on the show before, but I think it would fit for a Godzilla type of a thing. It's called Destroyer, 
And uh, this is just like a piece of library music I made years ago. It's not on any of my albums, but enjoy it anyway. And we will be back this week with another episode of Piecing It Together. Should be a Dark Phoenix episode going up in a couple of days. So uh, lots of good nerd stuff happening. <laughs> And all points west. <laughs>